Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, today, educators, I'm so excited that we get to chat with Jeremy Keishan. He's a computer science education expert. He's the CEO and co-founder of CodeHS. Go to CodeHS.com. You can find out more about the programs that have taught millions of kids about coding over the past decade. He's also a fan of juggling, and I know every educator is a juggler. We juggle things all the time. We're going to talk about some great coding ideas about his brand new book that really tries to unpack what coding is and what all that technology is that that seems so complex and, and high tech and make it something practical for us as educators to learn about besides just that hour of code. So welcome to the show today, Jeremy. Thank you, Chris. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. And definitely, I just want to right away remind people, if you go to codehs.com, you can find out about all the great coding programs and uh, resources. You've even got new code courses coming out for 2021 right now. We do. Things keep changing, right, with technology. So there's probably always new stuff to do, right? There is always new stuff. Things move fast. But our, our approach is always starting with foundational concepts. That's awesome. And, and so I think, you know, what we're doing at CodeHS, what I'm doing with the book, you know, the technology moves fast, but these foundational concepts stay relevant. That's awesome. And again, uh, he's got a brand new book. It's called Read, Write, Code. And you can find out more about it at readwritecodebook.com. Of course, all these links will be in the show notes as well. But uh, first off, Jeremy, just tell us a little bit about how you got into coding and, and, and why you decided to write a book to help educators. Right. That's that's a great question. Yeah. So we started CodeHS almost uh, nine years ago now. Mm-hmm. And we've worked with you know teachers all over the country, all over the world. We have you know maybe 25,000 classrooms using CodeHS. Awesome. Uh, every month. And the book has been an idea that I've had for a while, probably a few, a few years. Mm-hmm. And so finally, this last year was working on it and uh, excited to release it just very recently. But the idea is trying to provide um, a map, mm-hmm. you know, trying to provide a place to start. And a lot of times with coding, it can be very intimidating. People can say things like, hey, you know, that's not for me. I'm just not a coding person. And I kind of want to change that notion. And I want to say, hey, you know, you can do it. And not only can you do it, here's why it's an imperative in our technology driven world today. So if you don't know what you don't know, it's a it's a place to start. So it's hey, right. what coding? How does the internet work? What is cybersecurity? What is AI? Things you may have heard of, but maybe don't know the first thing about. So that's the idea with the book. And then the way I got started was I think I tried making my first website like later in middle school and it just like yeah. had some text and some colors and some maybe jokes with friends and then yeah. slowly bigger and bigger projects and studied it, took a class in high school and studied it in college and uh, did computer science at Stanford and taught the um, computer science courses there, built wow. um, out of the tools and lectured some of their big, uh, you know, 600 person intro classes. And then uh, at the end of college, we started CodeHS, myself and my co-founder Zach, and we kind of said, hey, like everyone here says, this is fun, this is friendly, this is for me, and yet it's pretty hard to get started in schools. And so we've been working on it since then. 
Yeah. And, and I, and I love you. You use that word friendly, Jeremy. That's, that's great. Cause a lot of educators think, you know, computers, we think technology and it, right. you know, it's, it's all, it's all mystical. It's, you know, it's magic happening inside that, that right. device. And, and, and I love your, you're kind of like your subtitle of your book, a friendly introduction to the world of coding and why it's new literacy. Cause we, we have to make it friendly accessible to our kids. Right. right? Exactly. No, I agree with that completely. You don't want to turn off students before they even get started. And that's a risk. And I think the potential opportunity with doing, you know, coding computer science education in K-12, you know, a lot of people approach it from a, maybe a vocational standpoint. Oh, you know, you can become a, a coder and there's a lot of good things to do with that. I yeah. think that's great, but that's not my approach. That's not our approach at Code HS. It's more a, here's why these are foundational topics whether you want to be a professional programmer or you just can use it in any other field. And so exactly. I think so many different connections, you know, try and share some of those in the book, but I think that's a good way to hook students. Mm -hmm. So yeah, making it friendly, making it accessible, not turning students off before they get started. And if you can just, I think if we can just spark the interest yeah. a little bit earlier on and go, Oh, wow, I made that. That's cool. And cool looks different for a middle schooler or a high schooler, yeah. but if you get that, and then you kind of play that down the road and we have a lot more students who are exposed to it in just this engaging way. Mm -hmm. I think you, I, I, you know, I think you can really make a huge difference there. I think if there's students who maybe they take their first course in, you know, middle school or another mm -hmm. course in high school, they right. could be way more advanced than I was, you know, oh, yeah. in college. And so it's okay if you're starting at square one, that's, that's part of what the message is too. You yeah. gotta start at square one. Yeah. And, and not only is the book, you know, this introduction level for, for an educator who's wondering more about code, you know, this is a book that, that a middle school kid or a high school kid could, kid ask you about, you know, hey, Mr. So-and-so, Miss So-and-so, how does the internet actually work? Well, here's chapter three, and, and it's about right. how does internet, you know, work? And I mean, everybody's seen HTTP, but what how many educators could actually explain what HTTP is? Right. Right. That, that's one thing with coding is there's just so many different words and jargon and yeah. ways to kind of put up barriers. And mm -hmm. you just kind of, you got to kind of go one, one by one. I think mm -hmm. understanding how the internet works is a really nice example of yeah. mystifying coding and connecting the dots and something that you maybe heard about or seen, but don't quite know yet. So it's like, oh, like you're talking about what's a domain name. Yeah. You know, how do I get my own domain? How do I put up a website? Right. What's creating these websites? That's HTML or CSS or JavaScript. And yeah, again, I think connecting the dots, giving you that kind of foundational basic layer so you can you can talk about it and know. And then kind of, I hope, you know, I hope another outcome of the book is inspiring, uh, you know, whoever's reading it, if it's an educator, right. to, to want to learn more. Yeah. And I think there's something in there, even if you've been teaching computer science education for a while, I think you'll find something in it um, Definitely. that's new. And, you know, uh, like the AI chapter later mm -hmm. on, people have heard of AI. Uh huh. What is what is AI? I right? mean, we all know we all know because we've watched movies with AI in it. Right. right. I mean, those are those right. are all so realistic. Right. 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 So I think there's two sides. There's kind of the, the kind of dark, scary future AI taking over the world. Is that real? Uh -huh. And what's the more just innocuous day to day AI that you didn't even know was AI? And yeah. um, what are the benefits? What are the risks? Giving people that, you know, vocabulary to be able to talk yeah. about it or think about applications. Mm -hmm. And again, we're chatting with Jeremy Keishan, and um, one of the things you bring up right away in your book, and, and, and I love how it's written. I mean, it's it's easy to read book. It's got 
uh, built in like try it challenges that you can go to the website and actually try some of these things out that you're learning. Um, but you really talk about coding. I mean, teachers know, oh, we got to do hour of code. We got to do hour of code. We got to do code week and we got to right. insert some coding challenges now and then. But coding is more than that. And, and you say right. it multiple times right away in, in the book. Coding is the new literacy. It's, it's even part of the title. Read, write, code. Right. right. Yeah, so that's a that's a great point, and I can I can speak to that a little bit. So, you know, part of the analogy that I start the book out with is, you know, reading and writing, foundational skills. You expect students to know reading and writing. Yeah, it doesn't mean you're a professional reader, a professional writer. It's just exactly. a skill that you need to be an active, engaged citizen. It helps with whatever industry you're in, mm -hmm. right? But you go back 500, 600 years. And actually, not that many people could read and write. Exactly. Um, it was only a very small group. And probably the people who couldn't shrug their shoulders and go, what do I need this for? Mm -hmm. And that changed very rapidly, you know, um, with the invention of the printing press and the explosion of literacy over the next few hundred years. Mm -hmm. Now we shrug our shoulders and go, of course, you got to learn how to read and write. My argument would be we're at the printing press moment with computers with the internet and most people don't know and they don't know what they're missing right they're like the people shrugging their shoulders in you know 500 years ago about why do you need to read a book and i think if you look and see the way, the way it trends are going over the next 5 10 50 years mm -hmm. technology is a part of everyday life and to be yes. an active engaged citizen you know it's something you need to know again you don't have to be a professional coder but if no. you want to be the most effective at what you're doing and how do you you know, incorporate coding into your interest in biology or chemistry or economics or education or journalism. Mm -hmm. It applies and I think is an essential tool. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of educators, even over the over the years, have always felt like, you know, it's intimidating, partly because sometimes as new technology comes out and, and they're just expected to have to use it. You know, right. I mean, think, think back, you know, 20, 30 years, everybody would joke about, oh, I can't set the clock on my VCR. But, right. but it's that it's that simple thing. You know, I mean, we don't have to necessarily understand every aspect of it. But if we have some of the terminology, the more that we learn about it, we're going to have that confidence that we can exude to the kids right. in our classroom. We're going to help inspire them instead of right. just scaring right. them or, oh, this is complex. And only if you're like that really super nerdy kid can you understand how coding right. works. Right. I think the book is partly an invitation to say mm -hmm. to educators, hey, you can learn more. This is not something you need to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if you have, it's okay if you haven't done it. Yeah. But um, I think taking the growth mindset approach mm -hmm. um, is is super important. You're right. Yeah, the technology changes fast, but that's even a better reason to kind of get on top of it and yeah. not, you know say, "Cool, let's let's uh, let's make sure we're teaching the things that are most relevant today." Right. And and a lot of teachers are are doing that. They're they're right. jumping in. They're saying, "I, I want to do some coding." They're looking for great programs like you know Hour of Code or you know Code HS. You know the, the stuff right. that you're working with, Jeremy, and 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 they're doing that. They're providing those opportunities to their kids, but. We can't just do that and then say, okay, good. We checked it off our box. We did our little bit of coding and now let's move on to the quote unquote important stuff. Right. You know, we I, have that, to be in, in, incorporating it. Right. I think that's a great point. And, you know, in the past, it definitely has been something a little bit on the side and, okay, we did our code and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, if this can be an entry point where maybe you started with an hour of code mm -hmm. or you started with an introductory class, but then you can build out multiple courses, you can mm -hmm. build up course pathways. You know, I think we see teachers who are, you know, range from 
being new to having done it for, you know, over a decade. And I think each year getting a little bit more and more familiar. But um, yeah, I think you'll see, I think you'll see more and more schools prioritizing it mm -hmm. uh, from the parents, from the community, from the school administrators, and then building out a computer science pathway and whether that's in its own computer science area or under CTE. Mm -hmm. um, it's also, again, it's changing in the state standards. So right. that's yeah. changing just pretty rapidly, actually. Yeah. Um, so I think I think we should expect it to keep going that direction. Yeah, and, and I think try to say, okay, how do we do coding as an elementary teacher versus how right. do we do coding in middle school or right. high school Right. Each one of those requires a, a different technique, a different process, whether we're doing it in the regular classroom, whether we're, like you said, creating those elective courses, right. you know, maybe maybe speak a little bit to, to educators who are maybe at some of those different levels. Right. You know, what, what, what do I, they do? How do they start? I mean, besides buy your book. I mean, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think where do you start is a great question. Mm -hmm. um, we see a couple ways that it's driven. You know, sometimes it's teacher driven, sometimes it's school administrator. Right. But it looks different at each level. Sometimes different grade bands are planned independently. A lot of times they may be planned together. In high school, a lot of uh, schools will start with an introductory course, and that could be an introduction in, say, JavaScript or Python, you know, kind of your first course, your first programming course. There's a few different AP courses. There's an AP course that's in Java. There's an AP Computer Science Principles course, which is more as a survey. Mm -hmm. Other popular ones we see are, you know, more and more something like web design or right. cybersecurity or mobile apps, um, lots of different project-based courses. So yep. you can stack courses in that way. In middle schools, you know, we see block-based coding, we see blocks to text-based coding, we see web design, we see more visual coding environments. Mm -hmm. So a visual coding environment could mean, hey, instead of typing all the text and kind of the trickier syntax, which is maybe something that's really good to learn in high school. Mm -hmm. A little bit earlier, they're maybe dragging blocks. Yep. That lets you still think through the kind of logic of the coding and hey, if this, if else, or repeat. Mm -hmm. You know, they're doing it with block environments and they're creative, right. they're being creative. In elementary school, I mean, sometimes you'll see things with blocks or things with scratch or things with games. You you also can see a lot of things around just computational thinking, applied computational thinking, and totally off, uh, totally unplugged, totally mm -hmm. off. Yes. Yeah. It looks more like there's different puzzles or there's different logic or you're kind of interacting in this, hey, giving coding is giving instructions to a computer. What if we tried to follow that? And that's like, yeah. the game and, um, and then there's different iPad apps. You know, a lot of those are like iPad type games. So we focus middle school and high school, but I think it's important to, you know, say, okay, hey, what are the goals? Where are the students at? And the programs also develop over time. So mm -hmm. today, this year, it might be that a ninth grader is taking their first CS course, but I would say five years in the future, that same, you know, a new ninth grader, that might be their third or fourth course. So they're going to want a different course. Right. And, and, and I think that's something that we as educators need to be thinking about, Jeremy. I mean, going forward, you know, it's like things just keep progressively moving further and further down those grade right. levels right. to the point where, yeah, like you said, kids are going to get to high school. And I mean, like you, you talked about, you made your first website in, in high school, I think. At, I mean, I made one in college because by then it had gotten to that level and right. and kids already in middle school are making their own today. And it, it continually changes. Right. I think you can be very impressed by what students are able to create. And yeah. so it's, you know, it's a nice way to give them an opportunity to be creative, to find something that they're interested in that they didn't even know they would be interested in. And that's yeah. what I'm most of this as an educator trying to 
say, okay, if you have preconceived notions about who can or can't do STEM or who can or can't do coding, right. how do you put those out the, out the door and try and, and try and introduce it in a friendly way? And I think all of our stuff that we do at CodeHS is very aligned with how do we support teachers and making that possible and removing roadblocks and helping them with different resources. Yeah. But again, I think sparking that initial interest is so important in the younger grades. And then I think, you know, the more that you have that base layer foundation, you can really build cool things. Yeah. Early on. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, you've mentioned a couple different times, Jeremy, both that that passion, that that sparking that interest. And, and that's what we need to be doing as educators, no matter what grade level we're teaching, no matter what course we're teaching. There's ways that we can be connecting that coding to it. But you also mentioned it again, and I keep going back to that word friendly. We want to we want to just help help right, break right. it down. To well, I think I think you go back 10 years or something, and that's not the word you associate with like computers and education. It's more like, okay, we're trying to weed people out. This is so hard. This is just for a small group of people. Right. So yeah, we want to we want to make it friendly. It's not saying it's all easy all along the way. No, but we, can, no. we can make it, you know, easier to start, removing friction to getting started. And then you can really teach a lot of substance. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of educators maybe also get bogged down a little bit. Like you mentioned Python, you mentioned Java, you mentioned, right. they start to hear some of those languages and they're like, how do I learn all these different languages? And you don't have to know all those. You just have to, those are going to continue to change as well. Right. Those will continue to change and it's not about the language, but you can pick one. There's a lot of reasonable places to start. Again, Python and JavaScript are ones we see that are really popular mm -hmm. um, for introductory classes. They're accessible enough where you can scaffold them for students. But yeah, it's okay if you're starting and you're learning Python and that's the place where you start. And then yeah. you, know, you become more interested, students become more interested, you build other classes, you learn other languages, you see the different patterns, but you gotta, yeah, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah. And educators, did you catch that? Jeremy said, you don't have to know everything. All right. <laughs> we, we don't have to know everything. We just have to try. And, and that's just so much of the whole behind this. That's what we have to do. Just try something, educators. And whether it's finding a great program through code.org or, or codehs.com or diving into to Jeremy's book. And again, it's at readwritecodebook.com. You can find out more about it. And you can also pick up a copy of Read, Write, Code, wherever, wherever you buy books. If we start thinking now about the future of CS education and coding education. We've talked about it a little bit already. It's starting to move down. What do you hope to see as the future of it, Jeremy? Right. What do I hope to see? I hope to see more school and district administrators just continuing to prioritize it in mm -hmm. their planning. And I think moving from being a little bit on the side to something that you just expect to be at the school. I think you also want to move to being just keeping it really project-based. Mm -hmm. And I think once programs develop more, there are really cool opportunities where you can even have showcases of student yeah. programs of what they made after only a year of a computer science class or after a couple of years, or you can connect them to like community projects. Or, yes. And that's something where you can say, oh, we're learning this in this class. I learned coding for these couple of years. I learned how to make a website, I learned how to make a book. And now you have these tools. And I really think you're, you're bringing this in as a tool in your toolbox and you can be very creative with that. And I think over the next five years, you know, you'll see more and more excellent computer science programs. And I think then building yeah. communities within um, CS teachers, because again, you have the veterans who they've been doing it for 10, 15 years, exactly. but there's not as many of them. There's a lot of newer teachers and each year they're going to become more and more experienced, want to continue customizing what they're doing, but how do you make the tool set and the community good for the teachers? 
and then kind of continue to build that experience for the students. So right. I think a lot of a lot of project based, a lot of kind of application to current events or projects or yeah, yeah. Know, well, there's a there's so much to share share what you make. Yeah, exactly. There's so much focus on project based learning right now in education, and and so I love hearing that from you, Jeremy, because. You mentioned earlier, you know, whether it's creating an app or um, cybersecurity or you know mm -hmm. things like that. I mean, even even just how we how we interact with an Amazon Alexa or something. Right. I mean, all those all those things have incredible ways that we can we can interact with them and use them and get kids because kids are creative. We want to encourage that creativity right. to 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 make and improve and make their world a better place. Right. So. I agree. I always love to ask this at the end, Jeremy, if you could sit down with somebody from STEM past or present, who would you love to maybe just have some dinner with and, and pick their brains? Yeah, that's a fun question. It's a great question. I think my answer might be George Boole. The, yeah. uh, he's the person who the Boolean yeah. uh, algebra, Boolean variable, which is kind of the true false or the one zero or the bit. A lot of this is kind of the foundation of mm -hmm digital information explosion, which is the foundation of computing. And so I start with that a little bit in the book. The front of the book is these like one and zero building blocks and that all yeah. builds on uh, bull, you know, bullions. So yeah. George Bull would be an interesting guy to meet and say, hey, would you have predicted this? I, I was going to say, he'd probably have- Carrying around a supercomputer on their phone. He, he would love just interviewing computer. you, I think, and asking <laughs> you about today, you know, as opposed to, you know, you asking right, him about right. back then. It's, so. it's, a, it's a crazy thing to predict, hey, where will we be or- yeah, and ten years and twenty years with technology and how to, you know, on the education side, how do we teach students in a way to make them good stewards of technology? And I think that is, you know, that's something for teachers to focus on and getting those basics and understanding its applications is is essential today. Yeah, definitely educators. So if, as much as you can, I mean, I mean, many of us are already adding that coding piece at different times during the year. But again, continue to look for opportunities to to show your kids that coding is more than just a, a game that we create, you know, once a year. Uh, it's, it's so much more than that. It's how we interact with our world and our world and every job, every career that our kids are going to do is going to have some of those coding aspects that computer science built into it. And, and we just need to help find ways to, to spark their interest and get them ready for, for all those things. And, and again, one of the great ways you can do that to figure out more of how all those things work is to, to read the book. It's a great book, Read, Write, Code by Jeremy Keishan. Um, any other last thoughts, Jeremy, before we, uh, before we go? Um, I just say thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, I think uh, coding is a, it's an essential skill today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now's as good of a time to start as, uh, as ever. And yeah. I think there's so many cool ways where educators can be creative, students can be creative. I think it's really just the beginning of this and that, you know, you'll see CS education becoming more and more important over the next 10 years. Right on. I think you're right. Kids, kids want to do it. Kids love being hands-on. Kids love creating things. They love being creative. Give them those opportunities, educators. It's so important. And if you want to find out more, check out, if you haven't already, readwritecodebook.com educators, or find out more about the great coding resources at codehs.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the STEM Everyday podcast and leave a review and connect with me at dailystem.com or follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and wherever at Daily STEM. I'm always happy to help. And teachers, just keep on doing your best every day. Try those new things, especially try some new stuff with coding. I know your kids are going to love it. And that's, again, why we're in this. We're trying to make things better for our kids.